Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth. of slaves, Olympics best. Why is it that all the athletes that lined up for the men's 100 meter final at the Beijing Olympics could trace their ancestry back to the transatlantic slave trade? 
Are blacks more successful in sports because of slavery? Or is there a deeper question that we should ask who we were prior to slavery? Why did slavery happen to us? And is there any link to Bible prophecy? Come join us today for another edition of Kings and Priests as we discuss the topic, Blacks, Descendants of Slaves, Why Are We the Olympics Best? We'd like to say good afternoon to everyone in London. You know, we got the whole world watching. The whole world is here enjoying the 30, 30th Olympic Games. I'm your brother, Gadaiwan, hosting another edition of Kings and Priests here in London. It's just after 2 p.m. here. And I know in the U.S. is 9 a.m. Got a couple of brothers on the line. We're going to let them in in a second. Um, first of all, we got the brother, Ibaja, who's in the A2L, who hosts the show, um, not Kings and Priests. Well, he helps me with the show, Kings and Priests. On Saturdays, but um, he has his own show on the Body of Christ Radio Network, uh, doing a show for our church called Repentance is the Key, where the brother deals with a lot of different issues and topics and shows our people that repentance is the key to repentance is the way out. Abaja, good morning, good afternoon. What's going on? That's what I'm asking you. What's going on? What's going on in ATL today? (laughs) Same old, same old. Same old thing. Yeah, I'm a little short for words this morning, but there's always we give all praise and thanks to the Heavenly Father for health and for the ability to preach His word. And hopefully, you know, those that hear it, the ones that it's meant to reach, they get it and they all repent. Hey, that <laughs> um, short and sweet is always good, bro. Short and sweet. Now we have another brother that um, does. Uh, a show for the Body of Christ Radio Network, um, the brother Kazakia, and what he does, he does a, a a spin on it. You know, the brother's teaching a word in the Spanish because not everyone is um, uh, their first language is English. So a lot of our people in Americas and all over the world that they, they speak different languages. So this brother has been blessed with the gift of tongues to speak. In the Spanish, speaking the words of Christ in the Spanish. So, Brother Zach, say a few words to the people. Good morning. Good morning, slash afternoon. To all the brothers and sisters over there, uh, across the pond in the UK, this is your brother, Kazak, over here in the U.S., always giving all praises to the Heavenly Father in Christ for another opportunity to participate in the show. Mm. And, uh, you know, um, Glad to be back. Uh, glad to be back participating again, and uh, definitely look forward to dealing with this topic and uh, seeing what the Word of the Lord has to say about this this morning. All right. Well, a lot of it we already know, but we going uh, we know already the connection. But what we're going to do, we're going to connect the dots for people that don't know, in the hopes that the Most High wakes them up and that they'll be able to see because this. Uh, this is sparked from a documentary um, done by Michael Johnson. Y'all know who Michael Johnson is, right? Mm-hmm. 
The Olympic, yes, Olympic sprinter. Mm-hmm. So the show they did over here by the BBC, I don't think it was done in the U.S., is uh, Michael Johnson's Survival of the Fastest. And so what he did, he said, he asked, started asking questions like, why is it that, you know, the best athletes at the Olympics seem to be the descendants of slaves? So he wanted to start doing some, you know, research and going into his history and finding out why. Were, was it because we suffered so many atrocities that that made us better than anybody else, that made us stronger than anybody else? But what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to take a spin on his spin. We're going to take different clips from, from that documentary and then link it, the exact same words of what he's saying with biblical prophecy. And it's gonna blow your mind. So I wanna I wanna start off by playing a clip and I I wanna see if you brothers can catch the words. I mean I got some scriptures already ready, but I wanna see if you brothers can catch the words what he's saying and then link it up with the scriptures. All right? All right, here's the first clip. And hopefully, you know, that same toughness that they, you know, uh um they exhibited to get through daily life and to survive was passed down through, you know, the generations. And so the more you learn about who my ancestors were, the more I learn about maybe why I am the way that I am. Because, you know, any athlete um, with talent still has to have a mentality of hard work and understanding how hard you have to work and how hard you have to sacrifice and, and push yourself in order to... Uh, in order to uh, to be the best that you can be. So, brothers, any words, any any scriptures, any advice? Basically, he was saying that um, by looking back in the past, he can get a better understanding of who he was. And we know, as 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 blacks, as Latinos, that's really something that we really don't do. It's like, well, who's your great great father? I don't care. I'm about. I need to get this money. <laughs> you know, I got to pay the rent. It's not really something that. You know, our people are concerned about because the you know, the further we go back, what what's the big what's the big blocker is what? It's slavery. It's like why I gotta look back, my people isn't enslaved. That's all they need to know. So, brothers, any any scriptures or advice or anything you you know, you would like to link up with that clip that was just playing from from this documentary of Michael Johnson's Survival of the Fastest. Hmm. How about you go ahead there, brother? I'm still I'm still brewing. Uh, on okay. That one. Well, I, I'll give you one. This this is Deuteronomy 32 and 7. So when someone get that and read that, and I think it all get the the brain synopsis firing. I know it's 9 a.m. for y'all brothers over there. Y'all trying to relax as the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> um. What, before I read that scripture, uh, I, I listen to the clip, and you know he, you know he traces his ancestry back to slavery and and, and the things that happened during slavery, but. No, no, what he said was, he said, you know, knowing the things that came before kind of tell you about yourself now. Mm-hmm. So, and that's interesting. So, read the scripture. Read Deuteronomy 32, verse 7. 32, uh, excuse me, Deuteronomy 32, verse 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee. Thy elders, and they will tell thee. Right, so it said... It's, the Bible, in the Bible, in the scripture, where have your pastor read this? You're supposed to inquire about your past. 
See, this this is the thing that we don't inquire about our past because the more we inquire about slavery, the more links you will find to biblical prophecy in the scriptures that what blacks who are the descendants of slaves are actually the uh, biblical descendants of the Israelites. And we're going to link it up all day long. I, I kind of let the cat out of the bag, but it doesn't matter But because it's, it's just going to be inevitable from the words that he's saying and the research that he's saying. You know, all of us saying, okay, you're descendants of slaves, you suffer these things, but they're not telling them why. And they're linking, okay, the, the carnal bits and the science bits, but they leave the Bible completely out. So in the scriptures, it tells you to remember the days of old. And this is something that Michael uh, Johnson is going and doing. It says, consider the years of many generations. And this is something that our people vaguely do. They don't consider why these things happened to our people. Why did we come into slavery? You know, why was it ships? Why were we sold um, from the different lands? And it just wasn't Africa. You know, everyone points to Africa, 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 Africa. There were other slave ships with Negroes, because that's what they called us, that were coming from other places in Africa. There were slave ships coming from Spain. That's why you hear about the Moors or the Blacker Moors. So there were ships that were coming from all over. But just going into that clip, if within the Bible, the Bible tells you to research your history. Because the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. If we look and see, well, what happened to our people in the past? Now, why did that happen? Why did that happen? Why did we go into slavery? Why would we go into captivity? Oh, why, why, why were we beaten by the slave masters? Why did we go through that? And then you link it up with the scriptures. Oh, now I understand. And by the end of the show, we're going to get perfect, understand, uh, perfect understanding why these things happen to our people and how we survive slavery. It wasn't because of selective breeding. That's one of the things, oh, selective breeding. And, and there was selective breeding going on, but it wasn't because of that. So any of your brothers got anything to, to add to that before I, just, before I move on? Just uh, Psalm 78, um, because it said, Ask thy fathers, and he, sh- and he shall tell thee. Right. So now, Psalm 78 <clears throat> and uh, verse 5 for he established a test. Excuse me. For he established a, in Jacob. Good gracious. For he established a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, mm-hmm. that the generation to come might know them, even the generation should be born, who should arise and declare them to their generation, excuse me, to their children that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So in other words, the flip side of that, because it says, ask thy fathers and he shall tell thee, the flip side of that is, fathers, we have a responsibility of educating our children to the commandments of the Heavenly Father and reciting to our children the history, the works of the Lord, the miracles and the mercies that the Lord has had upon us generation to generation to generation, even to now, so that mm-hmm. we retain this knowledge and we also pass this knowledge of the works of the Lord as well as his commandments to our children. But, but that see, didn't happen. That, yeah, but see, that's the thing. That didn't, that didn't 
happened because our people were cut off. Remember, in slavery, it was illegal for you to read and write. Mm-hmm. So now, in that time, we were supposed to inquire of our fathers and our elders so they would, they could tell us about the Passover and they could tell us about the feast of the Lord and the mighty works that the Lord had did. But even now, if we inquire of our fathers and our grandfathers, we will begin to learn about slavery and the different things that our people um, suffered in slavery. And that actually in itself is a roadmap back to the Most High. And this is a thing that we're going to be looking at and discussing. And this is an, um, in saying that, then I want to play the next clip. So let's listen to this. Extremely hot and humid, and the, the smell was overpowering and, and offensive. We know from historical records that the mortality, and, and we have it right here, and we see where the mortality is as low as 51%, as has 96%. So we see that the mortality um, on these slave ships were, were very high. So if you started a journey with, say, a hundred slaves who had varying levels of testosterone, and you ended up with only 50 slaves uh, at the end of the journey, I am saying that there's a higher proportion of those slaves who are more testosterone responsive than the slaves who originally started the journey. And what I did was to look at the actual conditions under which the slaves were transported. It's shocking what he's describing. In these ships, men, women, and children were packed like animals. The living chained to the dead on voyages taking up to six months. So there, Michael Jackson, uh, Mike, Michael, I don't want to call him Michael Jackson. Michael Johnson <laughs> is finding out how our people were transported into slavery. So, how were they transported into slavery, Abadja? On cargo slave ships, just like freight. Okay, you can you deliver a scripture that will link up with that point and show that that this is not only something that is factual, but it was biblical prophecy. Well, let's go to uh, one of the famous chapters in the Book of Deuteronomy, chapter twenty-eight. And why Abaja? Why Abaja's getting that? Zach, I want to get you. I want you to get why we went into slavery from that same chapter. Sure. All right, Abaja. All right. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse sixty-eight. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships, by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again, and there you shall be sold unto your enemies. For bondmen and for bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. So I want you to describe that that first uh, part there, which says, "And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships." Egypt is not America. No. Well, see, people have to understand that Moses wrote the first five books, and what had just happened during the Exodus from the original Egypt, where the Israelites served bondage and hardcore slavery. And things of that nature, the Lord freed us out of Egypt to come and serve him. And he was telling us here that, listen, I brought you out of that slavery and hard bondage to come and serve me and to keep my commandments. But if you refuse to do this, then you will go back into that bondage again. But you're not going back into the physical Egypt. You're going back into slavery again with ships. So this is, this is 
this is a a a spiritual Egypt. And just to clarify what the brother Abaja is saying, let's go to Exodus, the twentieth chapter, and the second verse. We're not making this up. Exodus twenty and two reads. It says, I am the Lord thy God, which I brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So Egypt, for the Israelite peoples, for the Israelite nation, was something that they saw as bondage, not only bondage, a hardcore bondage. Because when we go back to the book of Exodus, the first chapter and the 14th verse, it was, they wasn't having a picnic in Egypt. This is Exodus 1, verse 14. Matter of fact, I'll start from... I'll start from the 10th verse. No, I'll start from the 9th verse. Wow, you can read the whole first chapter. I'll start from the 9th verse. And And he said unto the people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. And remember, um... What um, Malcolm X was saying, how comes, we did the show, Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor? And they were saying, how comes just a few white people could keep all these white uh, black people in the slavery captivity? It says, and, and it said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when they fall out any war, that they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters, slave masters, to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pitom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. Sounds familiar, brothers? All their service wherein they were made, made them serve was with rigor. So Egypt, when the Lord said, I'll send you into Egypt again, What he's saying is, I'll send you into an Egypt-like captivity where everything your enemies that put you into captivity will be with hardship, it will be bitter, it will be with rigor. And that's what happened to us in the slaveries in America and the West Inner Islands and and South America and the different places where we were sold into captivity. It wasn't a nice captivity. It wasn't a vacation. You know, when we were on these boats, it wasn't the love boat. That we had, you know, we had got on. It wasn't, you know, you didn't see Captain Steubens on there and, you know, you were going gonna to fall in love. No. What happened is you was going to get somewhere and then what? The women were going to be raped and and then taken and said, you're going to sleep with this man now. I'm going to breed you with this man. You're going to have some pups. Okay? You're going to have some little suckers. That's what happened to our people. So... Deuteronomy 28:68 is definitely on the money. So the Lord said he shall bring us into captivity again with ships. So what people could you say that happened to? Has any people been slow, sold into a hardcore slavery bondage that was hardcore that can stick out? And you go anywhere in the world, people know the so-called Negroes 
or blacks in America and Western Islands that they would, they served a hard slavery, can't you? Oh yeah. It's not it's not it's not a mystery. It can't be hid. Even though people try to hide it, like now nah, you can't talk about that. It can't be hid. Everyone knows. Everyone knows about the slavery of the so-called blacks and West Indians and how they got there. They got there with ships. So I remember the first time I said, "Whoa, this is this is unprecedented. I've never seen this before." And I, you know, from a young man, I've been reading the Bible all my life, going to church. No one ever showed that to me. Nope. Because what? They didn't think it applied to you. Because what? We've become a no people where we don't have a language, we don't have an identity. That's a simple way you cut a people off from knowing themselves is, you know, you take away their reading and writing and their connection to history, you know, to their, their, their ancestry. And really the person who did it to it was the Heavenly Father. So that first part in there, we were sold on ships. This was the same thing that happened to the Israelites. Now, we're going to get some more on that. But, Zach, I want to know why. Why did this happen to us? All right. Was this a good thing or, you know? But, well, no, 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 it was not a good thing. And let's go to, let's go to the beginning. Hmm. Uh, Deuteronomy 28.1. And it shall come to back. Now, this, this is the contract, by the way. This is the contract. This is the agreement that the Lord established with our people that we, the Israelites, agreed to. Deuteronomy 28 and 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. So from the getting, from the giddy up, excuse me, the Lord established this agreement. If you are obedient to me, I'm going to set you up on high. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make it known, all these blessings upon you, that these people that are receiving these blessings or these benefits are my people, the people of God Almighty himself. Now, what happened, as we can already tell, we did not complete our end of the bargain. Mm. We were not diligent in keeping his commandments. In other words, everything the Lord told us to do, we did opposite. The Lord said, don't commit adultery, we committed adultery. The Lord said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. We, we practice idolatry. The Lord told us we should be fornicators. We have to see with every other man and every woman on the planet. So in other words, we didn't do what the Lord told us to do. As a result, the curses came. Now, when you read Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through verse 15, 14, excuse me, explains the blessings that we would have received for our obedience. Verses 16 all the way down to verse 68 that the brother Abijah read explains the curses that we would have received for our disobedience. Now, to go to the point and answer your question. Verse That's 45, what I want, the point. <laughs> Let's get to the point. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. And one of the curses that would fall upon our people, that verse 68 that Abijah read, of which we will be sent back into a major captivity like Egypt, but this time with ships. So the first part of that was the slavery, and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. So that's how we were transported there. But let's listen to something else that... um. 
Michael uh, Michael Johnson is, is discovering. What happened when we got to these places? What happened to us? So let's listen to this clip. I myself, I'm a pretty good example of an elite athlete. I still hold the world record for the fastest ever 400 meters. Why is it that almost all the best friends like me seem to be descended from slaves? Is there anything in the history of American slavery that points to a survival of the fittest? This is a picture here of an actual auction from the uh, London Times. This took place in Virginia, and you have a uh, uh, male slave here, a female slave, and actually a baby as well. And uh, the slavers would actually fatten up the, uh, the slaves once they arrived so that they would look presentable and, and be more attractive to the, uh, to the potential owners. And this is very interesting. This is a uh, price list. So, for example, a man who is listed as a common man uh, would, uh, would be priced at $775 to $850. But an extra man who is probably physically uh, more um, uh, physically superior and uh, able to take on more labor for the, the slave owner would be priced at $1,275 to $1,300. I would imagine that the, the slavers would uh, be looking for um, those individuals who uh, were physically stronger because they knew that that's what the plantation owners would be looking for. So, does that go along with uh, Deuteronomy 68, Abaja? Oh, yeah. There you shall be <laughs> sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen. Mm-hmm. And that last part, and no man shall buy you, basically means no man shall save you because obviously they got bought and sold. Hmm. But no one was going to save us. Matt Turner tried to save us. You had all these different revolts, you know, through the years on the plantations, even down in the Caribbean. Hmm. You know, you had different revolts. And they thought they won their independence till, you know, the enemies came and showed them who had the power. Hmm. Hmm. Who so, really had the power. Yeah, that, that buy is an old Quaker word that means save. So it means no man shall save you. So when you look at it in into that word buy, it's not talking about no one's going to buy you because obviously it, it says you're going to be sold. So it doesn't mean it doesn't make any sense when it's, you're going to be sold to your enemies and they said no man going to buy you. That doesn't make any sense. So that buy is an old Quaker word, old English, which means save. So we were sold into a slavery, and no one has came and, and saved us and delivered us out of our slavery. So you look, you look at the um, places where we are. Um, yes, we have a, a certain amount of freedom, a certain amount of equality, but we're still not free. Not having your own nationality, because you look at someone that's Italian, they could be Italian American or they could be uh, British Italian, but at the end of the day, what can they do? They can go back to Italy, can't they? Uh-huh. It's the same thing. You you could be a Chinese American. You could be uh, a British Chinese. At the end of the day, you could go back to China. Where can we go back to? It's like, well, let me find my and my ancestry or what land I belong to. But for you to say, okay, I'm gonna go back to 
Ethiopia or I'm going to go back to Egypt and, you know, I'm going to go to the Egyptian embassy and get my paperwork so I can go home. Can we do that? No. No, because the Bible is showing us that we are the biblical Israelites and our land is Israel. That's where we're supposed to belong. That's that's where we are supposed to belong and that's where we come from originally we are the people of the Lord who were sold because we broke the Lord's commandments. Now, it's something interesting I want you to hear. In Deuteronomy 28:68, it said, The Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way, whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. Now, I want you to keep that phrase, thou shalt see it no more again, in your heads. And I want you to listen. What Michael John what Michael Johnson says in this next clip. Remember, keep that in your head. The Bible said they were gonna be they were gonna be brought into Egypt, which we know is synonymous with bondage and slavery. By the way whereof Muslims was speaking unto them, if they broke the Lord's commandments, that what they shouldn't see their homeland no more again. So let's listen to this clip. In the meantime, I'm going to come at my history from the opposite direction. The slave coast stretched 3,000 miles from Senegal all the way down to Angola. Slave dealers would capture men, women, and children from the interior of Africa and march them hundreds, even thousands of miles over to the coast. I would imagine that the journey would take weeks, if not months. The pictures here, illustrations of the actual journey with men, women, and children Shackled, the weaker ones would have perished in the journey. My ancestors must have survived this grueling journey. I'd be fascinated to know where they came from. The millions were captured indiscriminately from across the continent. There's, there's no real way to know exactly what the numbers were, but the estimates are that 50% of those who were captured uh, didn't make it to the coast. And in the end, they would be housed in dungeons and cells on these uh, prison castles. Obviously, the objective was to take the strongest and the fittest that they could, and those would be the ones that would actually make the journey to the New World. So one would wonder, is this then a inadvertent selection of the fittest? And in the end, they would go through the door of no return, Board the ship and they will never see their home again. Deuteronomy 28 and 68. And the Lord Good. shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. So, did y'all hear that, brothers? Uh-huh. They're boarding the ships. He said they wouldn't see their homeland no more again. So, that's biblical. that's biblical prophecy right there. Showing you why, why, why. I people want to know why. You really want to know why? Is because we we were rebellious and we didn't keep the Lord's commandments. We didn't hearken unto His words. So He put these curses upon us. And see, it wasn't like okay, it would just jump out of the box. It's like your parents telling you, "Look, look, boy, don't touch that over there. If you touch that over there, I'm gonna whoop your behind." So we were told in advance what the punishments would be if we broke the Lord's commandments. It wasn't like something sprung up like, oh, I didn't know any better. 
we knew better. So we're suffering the effects of what happened to our people thousands of years ago. And our only way out, we're going to find out after we come from this short break. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. show it's time to awake on this show there will be various topics presented examined and explained with an emphasis on the word of god and the doctrine of repentance through his son christ romans 13 and 11 and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep but now is our salvation nearer than when we believe the night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. We hope that you may be edified by the word of God through Christ. Shalom. Standard Time each Saturday at blogtalkradio.com 
slash ICDC. Please accept our invitation to call in to our show at 646-716-7749. Your comments or questions are eagerly encouraged, whether they agree or disagree with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program. Again, call in now. Please dial 646-716-7749. about today, blacks, the descendants of slaves, why do they seem to be the Olympics best? I'd like to thank everyone that's uh, called into the show, everyone that's in the chat room that's joining us. I mean, slavery is a, is a topic that no one really wants to cover, but it's the very sign and link that shows us and, and begins to put us on the roadmap to who we really are. And then by going into the scriptures and studying and examining the scriptures, then we find out the truth. And I mean, for a lot of people, it's science. For a lot of people, it's history. But the history and and the and the science is going to lead you back to the same conclusion that the Bible is going to give you. But um, we have um two other shows that wasn't um, mentioned in the in that advertisement that the brother gave. We one of them the um. I played the promos for Thursday's show, It's Time to Awake, and then there's a show that we have on Monday that comes on, I believe it's at 8 o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time, is um, You Can't Handle the Truth, and basically it's dealing with the truth that's in the scriptures, and for a lot of people, they, they can't handle the truth, I mean, a lot of Christians, they can't handle the truth that Christ wasn't born on December the 25th, and that is a pagan satanic holiday you're not supposed to put a a a christmas tree in your house its root is in paganism and the lord will not be happy for that if you do that so brothers will we are back i mean what do you think of this topic so far well we still got some ground to cover as far as going into the resolution uh you know how we get how we resolve the issue but you know, a lot of people still won't be able to connect the dots, even though it's sitting right here in the scriptures. But mm. that's that's not up for us to determine. We have to just go out and do what the Lord said and preach the word. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um. And and that being as that being said, um, let's go to some other scriptures. Let's go to the book of Joel, the third chapter. Where it's describing that same slavery, the Israelites being sold into slavery, because that's not the only scripture. That's one of the scripture where it kind of like ties everything together in that one, from the being uh, 
brought into slavery, into a bondage, into an Egyptian-like bondage like the Israelites were in, hardcore bondage where they were made to serve with rigor, the means of transportation, how they would get there because we had to be transported from from Africa, from Spain, from Russia. A lot of people don't know there was there was Negroes or black people in Russia. They're like, no, nah, no black people that lived there. It was too cold. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's the immediate thing that you know when I talk to people. No, nah, there were black people in Russia, man. It's too damn cold in Russia. They don't want to stay. <laughs> you know that's what they think. You know, but um, yeah, they were slave ships that were coming from Russia, and they were all going to this place called America or going to going to the islands. Um, no, the, the the virtual living room wasn't forgot. That's the show that comes on at Sunday at two p.m. <laughs> so it was all the shows were listed in that listing that the um, brother was saying about um, listen to all our shows on Blog Talk Radio. The only wasn't the only one that wasn't listening to give it in time was those two that I mentioned. So we we definitely did not forget the virtual living room on on Sunday. So so let's read that Joel three verse one. For behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land, mm-hmm. and they have cast Lots for my people. And so, given stop there. What does it say about the land of Israel? That it would be parted and it would be taken up and other people would be in control of it. So that's what it is today. So, where Joel 3 and 3. Go ahead. Okay. And they have cast lots for my people and have so, given a boy. There's so much in this. You know, we could do three or four shows and still not be done. I mean, not two-hour shows, three-hour shows. I mean, just you know, ridiculous documentaries. Because it speaks about the children of Israel. It says, And I will plead for them, there for my people, and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. So when you look at our people, you have uh, descendants of slaves, that's what I'm going to call them, that scattered in America. True or untrue, brothers? True. Descendants of slaves that's uh, scattered in Jamaica. True. And mm-hmm. St. Kitts. True. St. Croix. I mean, I'll just say the West End and Islands to cover that, okay? There's a center of the slaves that's scattered in Cuba. True. Definitely. There's a center of the slaves that's scattered in Brazil. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay? I'll, I'll just skip that and I'll just say South America. <laughs> Pretty much. Central America. Uh-huh. Okay. So, and, and more so... It says scattered amongst the nations. Our people have been scattered to the four corners of the earth. So it's not just in those places. Our people have been scattered across the whole planet earth. We are not together as one people, and that is a curse. You know, I had a very interesting conversation. You know, everyone's talking about the Olympics over here in London. Everyone's excited about the Olympics. It's a very big thing, very big event. You know, for a lot of people, it's once in a lifetime where it comes to your town. I know brothers that live in Atlanta, you might experience that because the Olympics was there in Atlanta. But, you know, she's like, oh, you know, Usain Bolt is the man. So every, he's the man to beat. So people in the office, like, you know, who are Jamaican, 
There's like, oh, Usain Bolden is going to beat this guy, the American guy, I think it's, uh, his name is gay or something. Oh, he's not going to beat him. And I was like, it's like, well, who are you rooting for? I was like, it doesn't matter. I was like, whoever wins, I win because they're all my people. And they was like, oh, I was like, because look, your ship just stopped before it got to the mainland. So we're still mm-hmm. the same people, the same family. And when I said that, it was like almost like a stunning effect. It's like I had shocked them. It's something they haven't heard. We're like, wait a minute. Because these different things, these different nations that we're in, they separate us and they divide us. And they don't tell them, no, you're the same people. No one's saying that you Jamaicans are the same you so-called black Americans. Y'all the same people. You know that. Okay? You were the same slaves. One boat stopping. No one's really saying that. No one's really making that connection. But when we look in the Bible and the scriptures, it tells you that what? We were the people that were scattered. We were the people that were slow, sold into a hardcore bondage in the way we got there by ships. We were the people that left from the places that we thought were our homes, and we wasn't going to see it no more again. That's biblical prophecy. Now let's read Joel 3 and 3, bro. Joel 3 and 3. And they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for an harlot and sold a girl for wine that they might drink. So once Yay. again, once again, it's slavery. <laughs> it's slavery. They have cast lots for my people. And they have given a boy for a harlot. They exchanged a boy, uh, given a boy for a harlot. So they turned the little boys and they were having sex with them. And they sold the girl for wine. So that rum and different wine and stuff, you know, they were just like traded. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you this much wine for that girl. And you take this little boy and you go and screw him or whatever. These are things that happen to our people. It's, it, it's biblical prophecy. And when you look at the things, the historical documents is undeniable that these things happen to our people in the trans, what they call the transatlantic slave trade. Okay? It's undeniable. So somebody had something to say, something? No. Oh, yeah. This is what I wanted to say. We played the promo for Buffalo. So you got a lot of people that that the, they want to hear the Buffalo show, the wofoam.com. We actually played the promo. Maybe the person that put that in there, they they had come in the chat room or they, they you know, they just come to the show. But we haven't forgot about our, our brothers and sisters in Buffalo who do a good job. They do a show on, on Saturday, later this morning at 1030, um, 1030 a.m., this morning, so you can check their show out. We'll be putting the links to um, the online radio show that they do. So stay tuned for that. But I want to play another clip. It's from the, the same show, Michael Johnson, Survival of the Fittest. I don't know why they didn't do this in a, why they didn't do this documentary in America. See, Michael Johnson spent a lot of time in the UK, and, and one of the things that um, I like about the UK, they do very good um, documentaries over here that, you know, tend to be a, a little bit more informative than than the U.S. I know the U.S. is just basically they're trying to forget slavery altogether, like it never happened. But it did happen. It did happen. Okay. Let's, let's listen to this clip, brothers. I worked hard during my career to accomplish what I did. I put my success down to talent and dedication. To many, the idea that slavery might have contributed to this success is controversial. The last guy who suggested that lost his job. 
CBS sports commentator Jimmy the Green Snyder is in hot water tonight over some remarks he made today about black athletes. He said they are better than white athletes for reasons that go back to slavery. The slave owner would 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 breed his big black to his big woman so that he could have a, a, big, a, big, a big black kid. Now, I mean, that's where it all started. People were appalled by the racist implications. But is there any truth in it? I'd like to find out. I'm going to start with myself. I don't know much about my ancestors, where they came from, or what happened to them. I'm hoping that hidden in their story, there is some evidence that explains what makes me so fast. I'm Okay. Y'all remember that, that Jimmy Freak? Mm-hmm. I want to say something real quick. Go ahead, bro. Because, see, part of the reason why they even allowed him to do the documentary is because as long as we link back to Africa, we're fine. They'll, they'll let you talk about, oh, well, we came from Africa. They'll let you talk about that all day. Mm. But they'll never go beyond what happened, how we even got to Africa. How, you know what I'm saying? They never go back to 70 AD. They never mm-hmm. go back to what happened when we fled down into Egypt when they besieged Jerusalem and took it down and we ran amongst the other dark nations that were in the country, or excuse me, the continent of Africa, because a lot of people think Africa is a country, all right? But they, they don't want to go. They don't want to go that far back. No, you came from Africa. The Africans sold their own people. No, they mm. didn't. And it's, uh, it's very interesting that you say that, Abaja, because a lot of this truth and, and information is coming out. But we have we have to look at it from from the most high strategic side. We know that it's not going to be mainstream. It's going to be little nobodies like me, you, and the brother Isaac uh, Kazak that's going to be bringing forth this word because the Lord said, he, he, you know, he has the, foolish, the, foolishness, his, the foolishness to confound the wise. Mm-hmm. You know, because the things that's in, in the media and the things, you're right. They, as long as you say that, you know, we're African or whatever, then that's fine. But as long as you say, well, you God's people, you got to repent and keep the commandments. Now, they don't oh, want man. that to happen. Because when God's people come back and they start praying, we got we don't have to lift up sword or shield. <laughs> we just uh-huh. march around cities and they fall. Or we just cry unto the Lord and he's going to send angels of death. He's going to send plagues and storms and, you know, plagues of bees and pestilence and famine and death to fight for us. He make the animals to fight for us. He make the elements to fight for us. So that's what they don't want. But you're going to see that they know is Michael Johnson, Michael Johnson that doesn't know. But um, he said some very um, interesting things in that clip. You know, why we're so fast is because of breeding. Is that true that they bred us? Now, it's a very interesting um, letter that most people know. It's the Willie Lynch letter. But what most uh, black people don't know, you know, y'all know about that letter, right? Mm-hmm. What most people don't know is that Willie Lynch wrote many letters. So this is a letter uh, about Willie Lynch on fashioning slave children. And I want you to listen to this. It says, there were four four major ways slave children came to be in the yes. Importation, marriage offspring, slave breeding, and cross breeding. 
the evil white slave owner Willie Lynch in 1712, aspiring for historical fame and crossbreeding slaves compared to that of horses. Crossbreeding a horse means taking a horse and breeding with an ass, and you get a dumb, backward ass, long-haired mule that is not uh, reproductive nor productive by itself. Crossbreeding niggas means taking so many drops of good white blood and putting them into as many nigger women as possible, varying the drops of the various tones that you want, and letting them breed with each other until the circle of colors appears as you desire. What this means is this. Put the niggers and the horse in the breeding pot. Mix some asses and some good white blood, and what do you get? You get a multiplicity of colors of an ass-backward, unusual niggers running and tied to a backward-ass, long-haired mules, the one productive of itself, the other sterile. The one constant, the other dying, we keep the nigger constant, for we may replace the mule with another tool, but the mule and the nigger tied to each other, neither knowing where the other came from, neither productive for itself nor without each other. Now, I'm going to play the last bit of that clip, and let's hear what Michael Johnson says. I'm going to start with myself. I don't know much about my ancestors, where they came from, or what happened to them. I'm hoping that hidden in their story, there is some evidence that explains what makes me so fast. I'm Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Uh-huh. Very interesting. But we read what was the cause of this. What was the cause of this? Zach, I'll take it back to you because you won that read. What was the cause of this? Why did these things happen to us? Was it, it was a white man. He was just the evil genius that came up with, oh, look at the black people over there in Africa and these different places, and I'm getting them work for me for free. No, it was not that. No, man, we, need, we need some kind of reasoning, brother, to help us out now. Come on. Now, the cause of this, it was, it was, it was uh, read in Deuteronomy 28 chapter, was because of our disobedience. Mm. Okay? The cause of this was we wanted to walk contrary to the commandments that the Heavenly Father gave us by the hand of Moses. Mm. That was the cause of it. And so now what's happening is just as a parent, and I'm, I, I know you can relate to this because you yourself are a parent. You warn your children, you warn your children, all right, enough warning, it's time for judgment, it's time for punishment, you don't, you don't want to listen, okay, so now you've got to deal with the consequences of your actions. It's the same thing. The Heavenly Father kept warning us by different prophets. He kept warning us. Turn, he kept warning us. Repent, he kept warning us. Come back and, and follow my commandments, follow my laws. But we did not want to do that as a nation of people. So the Lord said, all right, time for the punishment. It's time for you to deal with the consequences of your actions. And, I, and I'd like to read this scripture right quick. Uh, this is Deuteronomy chapter 31 <clears throat> and uh, verse, oh, is it 32? The one that's, the one that's, uh, that spoke of uh, the Heavenly Father set before us life and death, blessing and curse, so that we should choose life. I believe that's in, uh, definitely in Deuteronomy, but it just escapes me right now. Uh, where that where that particular scripture is, uh, brothers, if you know it, please let me know, uh, because it, the Lord What's told us. Thirty and nineteen. Go ahead. Thirty. There it is. Thirty and nineteen. I'm thinking thirty-one, but it's in thirty. Where the Lord says this: I call heaven and earth to record that they're against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life 
that both thou and thy seed may live. So the Lord set it up for us. It's like, look, I'm calling heaven and earth to record, in other words, to witness against you that I set these before you, life and death, life for obedience to keeping the commandments and death for disobedience and not keeping the commandments, blessing and curse. But the Lord went even further and said, choose life. We as a people didn't do that. So as a result, all these atrocities that came upon us, the lynchings, the beatings, us being sold, our, our women being raped, our men being castrated, our, our, our children being sold uh, to, other, to other slave masters on different plantations, all of that is a result of our disobedience to the Heavenly Father. So you said the Lord did it to us in a way, but more specifically, we did it to ourselves, and the Lord just brought down the punishments that we were supposed to receive. Mm. Mm. That's heavy. That's heavy. Um, I want to go back and read uh, another part of this uh, Will Lynch on slave slave breeding. I mean, this guy... This, I mean, I, I, I apologize if I caught some people off guard by, you know, saying the N-word, but this is just what was written in um, these letters and these, these documents. So let me read a little bit more from it, slavery. It says, therefore, we shall go deep into the areas of the subject matter concerning what we produce her in the breaking process of female nigger. We have reversed the relationships. In a natural, uncivilized state, she would have a strong dependency on the uncivilized nigger male, and she would have limited productive tendency toward her independent, uncivilized nigger male and would raise the female offspring to be dependent like her. Nature has proved for this type of balance. We reverse nature by burning and, burning and pulling one civilized nigger apart and by bullwhipping the other to the point of death, all in the presence. By her being left alone, unprotected, with a nigger male image destroyed, the ordeal caused her to move from her psychological dependent state to a frozen independent state. In the frozen psychological state of independence, she will raise her male and female offering, offspring in reverse roles. For fear of the young male's life, she was psychologically trained to be mentally weak and dependent but physically strong. Because she has become psychologically independent, she will train her female offsprings to be psychologically dependent what have you got? You've got the nigger woman out front and nigger man behind and scared. So that's what they wanted. They wanted us to be physically strong but mentally weak. Now, I, wanted, I want to link it up with the scriptures. This is Isaiah 1, verse 3. It says, The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know. My people doth not consider. So a lot of things were whooped and beat out of us in slavery because this was a prophecy when you read it in Jeremiah, and somebody get that, get that in Jeremiah, where it says, my people shall discontinue from their heritage. It says the ox knoweth his owner. So you got one of the dumbest animals and one of the stubbornest animals. They know who they belong to, but we don't. We don't know our history. We don't know our nationality. We don't know our original language. Nothing. And 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 furthermore, what makes it worse, it says we don't even consider as long as I can get some chicken, I can get some sex, you know, I can get some money, I got a little crib, you know, even not saying crib, that's where you put babies. That's not a house for a man and his, his family. 
you know, it can keep uh, perpetually keep you in a childlike state. That's exactly what happened to us in slavery. But the link where we have to link is not because of the white man. It's because what? Verse 4 says it. Our sinful nation of people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. So this is what is continuous and happening to our people. Our people, you know, they say, well, we are moral because it's a slavery. We're not in slavery anymore. So why are you still immoral? Why are you still passing women around like how they pass the women around in slavery? Why are you still doing that? Why don't you say, you know what, that was a, that was a punishment. That captivity that, you know, I'm breaking the chains, or as they say, I'm breaking the cycle. I like this woman. I'm going to marry this woman. She's going to be my wife, and I, it's going to be honorable, because that's what it says in the Bible. Hebrews 13 and 4 says, marriage is honorable in all, in the bed undefiled. But our people, what do they want to do? They want to continue to carry on this slavery captivity why? Because they are in slavery and captivity. Because they are not free. And the thing that we need to be free of is sin. That's what it says, a sinful nation. Verse 5 says, why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. So our people continue to this day. In 2012, we continue to rebel against the Heavenly Father and His Christ. We will not return and keep His commandments. We'll do everything. We'll be a Buddhist. We'll be a Muslim. We'll, you'll be an atheist. You'll be into witchcraft and secret. But you won't deal with the scriptures. You won't deal with the Bible. What is the exact book that's showing you slavery, that's showing you captivity, that's showing you that we are the people of the Lord, and we have suffered these things because we broke the commandments. And the Bible is showing you the prophecy of slavery. And the Bible is showing you that our people will be sold on auction blocks. Here, boy, 5, 10, 20, 20, sold a nigga girl. That's what happened to our people. It's history. We just can't link it up. It's time for our people to wake up. Get that and read that in Jeremiah, bro. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 4. And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. So the, the majority of our people, you know, when we got to the Americas and West Indian Islands, you know, we didn't know about that, even though we know there was explorers that had went there and had mapped it out. The more, they didn't know, where is this place? Where are we? This, this, is, this isn't home. And what? We discontinue from our heritage because what? When we got there, what did they do? They stripped our language from us. No, you can't, you can't teach your children. You can't teach them your language. You can't teach them their heritage or their culture. You couldn't teach them. That was taken from us. The heritage that the Lord gave us, that was taken from us. We discontinued from us. Now, what do we have? What's our legacy? Children of slaves. The descendants of slaves. We didn't. We those uh, Negro people. Now you've taken on the different um, slavery uh, names and names where we were sold. You take on those names. Well, I'm a Jamaican. No, you are descendant of slaves, and the descendant of slaves, those were prophesied in the Bible that these people would be the Israelites that would suffer such things. So, got some more. You brothers got anything to say before I move forward? Because I got a. Uh, I got loads of more clips, and I want to try to get finished 
before the the Wolfo show. Otherwise, Pam gonna get at me. Hey, I got a couple <laughs> of things, but I can hold them. Let's let's keep it moving. Okay, but you know, if you got something, go ahead and, and bring it out. Nah, nah. Actually, I, I think it probably be best for me to hold on to this because. Uh, okay, well, if that's the way you're going, let's let's uh, hold on to it and let's keep it moving. So let's let's listen to um, let's listen to this next clip and. Brothers, keep in mind, you better keep your hands on Deuteronomy 28 because it's, it's, it's going to come out hot and heavy. So let's listen to this. Matter of fact, because um, we just read um, Jeremiah, let's listen to this one. Here she is, my father's grandmother. We also see that she was buried at Evergreen Cemetery. Where is that? In Austin, Texas. Wow. It's pretty amazing. It is amazing. It's been here all of this time, and I didn't even know I could come down here and find it. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going even further back to look for her father. And here he is. Jeremiah 17 and 4. Somebody read that again, please. All right. And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger which shall burn forever. So is that not is not what he was saying? Is that not Jeremiah 17 and 4? Aren't we, the, aren't we those people? Yes, we are. He he just described us, didn't he? Because yes, everything was taken from us: our language, our heritage, you know, our cult. That's us, isn't it? That's the yes, so-called blacks in America, the, the blacks in the West Indian Islands. Wasn't that wasn't our heritage taken? Yes, it was. It was. Okay. So we've we've gone over some of the the, the slave breeding. So you know, reading the letter, I want to. Um, play some clips where he's actually, you know, finding out about that, because their whole thing is about why is, you know, you know the descendants of slave, why they're so fast, blah, blah, this and that. So I'm going to play some more um, clips talking about that, and then we're going to um, we're going to hit some more points dealing with um, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. I'm trying to understand the athletic ability of super-athletes. 
but Irella's testimony has got me thinking about the women in this story for the first time. Dr. Juliet Walker is a professor of African American history at the University of Texas. I wanted to get your perspective on just the experience of, uh, and in particular, the... the so before before we go there, he's talking about his um, ancestor, great, great, great um, grandmother's sister. So let's listen to her account of slavery when she's in slavery. Because what they did, they, you know, after slavery had finished, they got some... They got some slaves' account of slavery and what happened. My maiden name was Irella Battle, and I was born on August 15, 1851. I was 86 years old in August, just passed, and I'm blind in one eye. It's hard for me to see anything. Mammy was a field worker medium-sized woman. When I was a baby in my mama's arms, I was sold to Master Tom Washington. Master Washington had a large cotton and corn plantation in the east part of Travis County. About the masters, some of them was good and some was bad, and about the most of them was bad. I was still pretty young when I first went to the fields. Old man Jones kept us diving for that cotton all day long. There was many times when us children wished that old man Jones was dead. He sure was hard on us. Now, brothers, there's a part in that clip where she says that when she was born, she was taken from her mother's arms. Is there any scripture to show in the Bible that this is something that happened to our people and it was a curse? Well, let me read it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Baja. Baja. Go ahead. Let's read it. This is Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 41. Mm-hmm. It says, Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, mm. but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Mm. Read that so again. Lord, yeah, he says, Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. When we read in a biblical prophecy why captivity happened to our people, why we read, we read in slavery right out of the Bible, that, that's exactly what she said. She was taken. From her when she was born, from her mother's arms. Mm-hmm. Zach, you got something you want to bring up? No, that was it. Oh, Abaja oh. read the same thing that I that I was already looking at. He read. It. <laughs> he saw, he stole your scripture, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Uh, there's another oh, one. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Let me read another scripture because they were talking about how they worked in that field all day and they wished that Master Washington would just drop dead. Go okay. Go. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I want to read verse 65. Mm. And among these nations, thou shalt find no ease. Mm. Neither shall the soul of thy foot have rest. Mm. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling of heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. Ooh. Mm. Mm. 
This is this this is amazing to to know this information and to share this information. I know a, a lot of people they're gonna they're gonna shun it because it's like, well, how could this happen to to us? They can't see, you know, why the Lord would do this to us. But the Lord said, what He will show mercy unto thousands of them that love Him, keep His commandments. But what He was gonna hate those that hated Him. And broke his commandments into the second and third generation. So we're suffering the things that our foreparents went through for the breaking of the commandments of the Most High. Now, there's another scripture, Deuteronomy 28 and 32. It says, Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thy eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thine hand. So when our sons and daughters were put into captivity, Taken from from our arms, there was nothing that we could do about it in slavery. They're like, yo, I'll kill you. No, we would be killed if we do that. So they took our children, they took our sons and daughters, and sold them to other slave masters. And there was nothing that we can do about it. We just had to sit there and watch it happen. This was a curse from the Most High. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was more of us than it was of them, and obviously, we were physically fit working in that field day and night, picking cotton, picking beans, picking everything under the sun, obviously, but what happened? The Lord wasn't with us. This was a curse. You, you see from what? The Nat Turner uprising. Try to uprise and, and overthrow the slave master. What happened? They got put to death because that's not how we're going to be free. We're going to be free. Through, through Christ and free of these different uh, conditions, which are really psychological, a.k.a. sin. That's what's really our problem. So, exactly. Okay, I've got about three scriptures I'm holding right now. You, you burn it. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on with it. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of bring it full circle, I'm, I'm going to read a couple of places in Zechariah. Um, I want to go to Zechariah chapter 11 and read verses 4 and 5. Uh-huh. Because for for our listeners, I, I I say this all the time. Don't get it twisted. You know, don't 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 sit here looking at the white man like, oh, well, it was the white man fault. The white man did this. Listen, the Lord already told us in that same chapter that we're reading out of that we went in captivity because we broke the commandments, mm-hmm. and He just used the nations as a tool against us. So mm-hmm. if we want to point the finger at somebody, we need to look in the mirror. Right. Okay? But I want to read Zechariah chapter eleven verses four and five going into some of the reasons why people want to forget slavery or why other nations like, oh, well, you know, that, that, that was history. You know, those things happened and it was an atrocity, but let's move forward. Okay. Zechariah chapter 11, verses 4 and 5. Thus says the Lord, my God, feed the flock of the slaughter, whose possessors slay them and hold themselves not guilty. Mm. And they that sell them say, blessed be the Lord, for I am rich. And their own shepherds pity them not. Ooh. So this is what you have. He says, feed the flock of the slaughter, whose possessors slay them. That's what happened in slavery, and that's what's happening now. Our possessors, because mm-hmm. we're still in captivity, even though we have the so-called right to vote, and, you know, we can, you know, going into all of the other stuff. I'm, I'm not going to even go there as far as the, the three-fifths of a man and all this other stuff that's on the, on the books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whose possessors slay them and hold themselves not guilty. And mm. they that sell them say, Blessed be the Lord, for I am rich, and their own shepherds pity them not. Because that's the mentality that these nations have towards the children of the Lord. Mm. They say, I ain't guilty. 
Mm. Hell, their own shepherds don't pity them. You look at all of our so-called appointed leaders. They don't. Those so-called shepherds of our nation, they don't pity us. They blind in their pockets and, and lead with the, with the madness of this world, man. Yeah. Yeah, because we, my people to repent. yeah, the majority, you know, good thing you said that, bro, because the majority of the people, they're not speaking out about um, slavery, that these things happen to us and showing the links they give, like this says in Lamentation, false causes of banishment. Well, why did slavery happen? You know, even mm-hmm. even even um, people that call themselves uh, ministers and reverends and stuff, they're not really linking up the Bible and say, look, well, you're a minister. Well, what does God have to say about this? If they oh, show what God have to say about it, they have to say what? We were cursed as a people. Not cursed with black skin. Cursed because we broke the Heavenly Father's commandments. You find mm-hmm. cargo slave ship in the commandments. You find slavery in 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 the Bible. You know, the prophecy of the so-called blacks in America, the West Indian Islands, in, in, in South Central America, and all over the world, that we were slow, sold in captivity because we broke the commandments of the Heavenly Father. Not many pastors are going to say that because it's not it's not profitable to say to tell people oh you were cursed by God because you broke His commandments. That's not that's not going that's not going to put money into the pulpit, is it? That's not going to bring not only that. that's not going to bring in members, is it? And not only that, that's not going to help perpetuate the lie and keep people in confusion either. Right. Because if they tell us that we cursed because we broke God's commandments, okay, well how do we get out of it? Naturally, you would think, okay, well this is how we get out of it, but then. That leads to too many other things as far as us getting to where we need to be. Right, right. So but, I want to go into. Um, yeah, go ahead because I still got two more. I'm not holding. Okay, I'm going to go into this um, slave breeding because right after that he begins to talk about the the slave breeding and how they were uh, treating our women, and if you see something how is linked up with how in the black community, how men treat their women today. So let's listen to this, brothers. I'm trying to understand the athletic ability of super athletes. But Irella's testimony has got me thinking about the women in this story for the first time. Dr. Juliet Walker is a professor of African-American history at the University of Texas. Wanted to get your perspective on just the experience of, uh, and in particular, the, the experience of women in slavery and what life was like for them. What stands out is the degree to which they were sexually exploited. Remember, slaves were property, and there was no such crime as the rape of a slave woman. So what type of methods would they use then in order to achieve that objective of getting that woman pregnant and producing more slaves. Okay, there are several ways. One, the owner could say, okay, uh, Lizzie, I want you to go with Rufus. Go. You're a portly woman. She's a portly man. I want you all to have some portly children. Okay. And, and the slave owner would actually seek out these particular individuals and try to and attempt to make them. Yes, yes, yes. Like you would do with cattle. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And I would just, you know, there there were some slaves, some men, who didn't mind the job. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know. How would a woman deal with that? And was there anything she could have done to maybe prevent that? Those who refused would be beaten. And then, you know, you read some of the slave narratives, and they would say, you know, okay, I tried to you know, resist, but 
I just will have to go on and, 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 and do this. It was open season on black women. It was open season. So I, I want to, before we continue on playing the clips, I want to read, uh, this is some. This is um, something wrote, uh, written about the slave breeding that um, Willie Lynch was talking about. It says, although Southern gentlemen preferred not to talk about slave breeding, it was amongst the most consistent ways contributing to their riches. Married and unmarried slave females were commanded to have children, being punished or sold off if they did not. A slave woman, although valued for her work activities, were valued more highly and given rewards for being a brood mare. So they just keep treating us like like cattle. So what? They we could have children and they could sell them. Like you heard from the account from um Michael Johnson's great 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 grandmother's sister. So let's listen to some more. And it and it goes to goes to show how if these things happen to our women in the past then how should we be treating our women today? Should we be passing them around our little sex objects like they like we were forced to do in slavery and and vice versa? If our men were 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 beaten in front of you know women and sisters, should women be beating down brothers you know psychologically? You ain't nothing. You ain't no man. You ain't no good. Should we be doing this or should we repent and love one another and cherish one another and comfort one another like the Bible is saying? See, the Bible is the key. Repentance is the key. Friday nights at 7 p.m. <laughs> you know, the unshameless, is, is no, there's no shame in that plug, bro. Well, let's listen to this. I'm trying to understand the athletic ability of super athletes. But Irella's testimony has got me thinking about the women in this story for the first time. After Juliet Walker is a play that one. Hold on. There is some debate about the extent of these horrific breeding programs, but the fact that they even existed is extraordinary. The whole issue of slave breeding is tremendously important because. What is significant about the black historic experience is that it is a history of survival that is not emphasized. And one tremendous example of that survival can be found in black women who were subjected to sexual exploitation, who were subjected to slave breeding, who passed from one man to the next, and they survived. They had children and they passed survival on to their kids. See that 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 slave breeding. Remember, who did they really pass that that uh, survivability on to? Was like what Willie Lynch was saying. They passed it on to the females. So that's where you get that this uh, so-called independent independent black woman. I don't need no man. But then, why do you need child support then? I don't need no man. Why are you actually, why, why don't you come and take care of your children? Because marriage is, get that in Hebrews 13 and 4. Just put it in a chat room. You, you know, we say it so much. You know, I know it by heart. Is marriage is honorable and all. But in slavery, there wasn't no marriage. What happened was, when you read it, when you read in Deut- Deuteronomy um, 28, what happened was, Deuteronomy 28 and 30 says, Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. 
So this is what happened to us in slavery. It's biblical prophecy. You know, you okay, now this is my woman now. No, you no, it's not. Here comes Sam, he's bigger, he's stronger than you. He's gonna lay with her. So now I can have a bigger, slow, bigger, stronger buck, because that's what they would say, so I can get some money. I can go and sell, yeah, you you good and strong. Come on, buck, you're going to go and lay with her and just keep us tied up. You know, I mean, there's some, there, one of the movies we, you know, would show to people was at Uncle Tom's Cabin. And it was made by, I think, by some Italian filmmakers, and it was actually banned in the U.S. for a while. And it really showed up, it, you know, a true-to-life depiction of what our people went through in slavery. You can find that. Film. I don't think you can get it on Netflix. Maybe you can, you know, you might be able to peep it on YouTube. Uncle Tom's Cabin is, 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 mm-hmm. is brutal, man. But it says, thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. So our people were passed around, passed around, passed around. You know, our women were passed around, passed around, passed around, passed around. What are we doing today? Is it not the same thing? When you go to, the, you know, turn on the TV and you're looking at Maury Povich, you're, who's the daddy? Who's the father? And the woman got so many um, fathers and, 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 you know, from different men. Marriage is honorable and all in the bed on the file. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. So now we have a choice, but still we, we're still... Um, promoting the activity of slavery. And the the thing about it is that we blame it on slavery, but people were doing these things before slavery came about, before we went into that captivity. And this is a history when you read in the Bible of the Israelites. We were continually breaking the Lord's commandments, getting ourselves into different captivities and slaveries, and then we would cry unto the Lord, Oh, Lord, there's... They're oppressing us. They're hurting us. Lord, deliver us. And he would come and deliver us every time. And then what happened? Once everything was cool, once the coast was clear, we just go back to our same activity, being adulterers, murderers, hating one another. So this is something serious that the Lord did to our people. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. That's slavery one-on-one right there, straight in your face. And, and you know what, Godot? Yeah, man. I- I want to read one of the other scriptures that I was holding. Just to go back to what you read back in Jeremiah about how uh-huh. they parted the land and everything. Yep. Um, this is Zechariah. There's a couple of places I want to go. Zechariah chapter 115. Mm-hmm. And this is the Lord speaking. He says, I am very sore displeased with the heathen that are at ease. Mm-hmm. Remember in other, uh, other chapter and verse in Zechariah, they, they said they would. It was like, hey, I'm, praise the Lord for I am rich. For the Lord, he says what? I am very sore displeased with the heathen at our ease, for I was but a little displeased, and they helped for the affliction. Mm. See, the Lord was just a little displeased with us, which is why he allowed us to go through some of the things that we went through. But when you look at some of the atrocities that was, you know, that was done to us by the other nations, (laughs) the most times, like, don't worry. He says, I'm going to deal with the heathen for that. Mm. He still, he, that's what he says. He says what? Because they helped forward the affliction. Mm. Breeding us like animals, chopping off our feet, slitting our noses, having us come over on, um, on those conditions in those cargo slave ships, the mm-hmm. years of hard bondage and slavery, the sharecropping. The, I mean, all of the stuff that we went through as a people and mm. all of the evils that are being done today, mm. helping to forward the affliction. Mm. But guess what? 
that still ain't got nothing to do with what we're supposed to do. Right. And another thing that it says in this documentary, it shows that, you know, we have a common ancestry, you know, blacks in America, uh, Jamaicans and West Indies. So I want to play a few clips um, highlighting that. So let's listen to this, brothers. I'd like to go where many slaves ended up. It's the only place that rivals the U.S. on the sprint track. Jamaica. Jamaican athletic facilities are now improving. But despite having new facilities, their athletic teams focus less on cutting-edge technology and the science of speed. You guys playing hard? You fast? 70%. 70%? You 70% fast? What about the other 30%? <laughs> <laughs> still working on it. All right. So what's making Jamaican athletes so fast? Hey, guys, I feel like we're going to go on. So for those of you that couldn't hear that or understand the, the, the patois, like our, our good brother could come go for what he's saying. Basically, you know, they wanted to, you know, pe- make people uplift the country, make people recognize Jamaica, and let people know that black peoples are just as good as whites. That's what the young man was saying. So let's continue to listen to this. That's interesting. That could certainly be a psychological factor, a desire to prove themselves. Dr. Elliot, how are you? Not bad, thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Fred Elliott is the Jamaican Olympic team doctor. He has a different theory. His work leading up to the Beijing Olympics saw the team take the games by storm. There's just so many world-class sprinters, male and female, coming from Jamaica. What is it about Jamaican kids that that make them want to be sprinters, and, and then how do they become so great? What happened was that in Jamaica's case, we were the last stop coming from Africa. What occurred there, of course, was that the toughest ones survived the trip to Jamaica. The more docile ones were sold in those other countries. The more aggressive ones and the fiercest ones, if you will, ended up in Jamaica. He has an interesting point. The slave traders used Jamaica as kind of a dumping ground for the most troublesome slaves. Slave uprisings were common, but rebellions were brutally crushed. Those who tried to escape would be shot. Hunger strikers were force-fed human excrement. To survive the savage conditions, you had to be seriously tough. And 90% of Jamaicans today are descended from being slaves. So, and, and listen to that, you know, it shows that the so-called Jamaicans, because a lot of people, uh, a lot of Jamaicans, you know, they they're uplifting, oh, we've got Usain Bolt and it's going to beat the Americans, blah, blah, blah. We're the same people. So there should be no discrepancy or, or no division amongst us. But this is what these different names and titles do. They divide us and keep us separate from letting us know, like, look, okay, 
St. Kitts, St. Croix, um, St. Lucia, uh, Barbados, Trinidad. They're the same people. They're the same as the Jamaicans, the same as the so-called African-Americans in the U.S. But um, 